Greetings, this is Atma Boda. Today is February 4th, 2022, episode 57. The title of today's podcast is Don't Believe, Receive. And we're going to do things a bit different. Instead of starting with the reading, I just want to I just want to communicate an unscripted message from my heart. I know myself, I've always been quite a skeptical person. I've always been reluctant to believe any so-called authority, especially on matters that are not related to the physical, as in spiritual masters. Because let's face it, there are a lot of charlatans out there and people that are proclaiming something that they are not necessarily qualified to proclaim. And that is why the purpose of this podcast is about not believing. It's important, in my opinion, to take a scientific attitude towards your spiritual journey or your meditative journey or however you want to call that. Because of the fact of the matter is that on the highest level, there is no belief required. What does that mean? That means that you can experience this directly just by having a receptive mind. That's all. When your mind is open, the universe is also there and ready to give back to you. I don't want anyone listening to this to believe in anything blindly, including myself. What's important is not to follow any specific ideology, but instead only incorporate within yourself that which removes your limitation. What is happening right now is inevitable. It's a natural part of human evolution. There's nothing you can do to stop this. But if you feel called to accelerate the process and bring yourself to the next level, then there are steps that you can do. And that starts by having an open mind that you are awesome, that you are much more than you even imagined. And this is something that you can experience directly for yourself just by quieting your mind. In fact, you may have heard of mantra meditation. What is mantra meditation? Well, it's a process designed to focus your mind on a certain phrase over an extended period of time to the exclusion of all other thought. Now, what that does is concentrate your mind and empties your mind. And the idea is that once you're able to maintain a quiet mind free from thought for an extended period of time, let's say about up to an hour, if you can do that, you definitely will experience something extraordinary. Because the fact is that the extraordinary is around you all the time. And it's only yourself and your self-limiting beliefs that have gotten in the way of you experiencing that. 
and the whole purpose of the spiritual practice is to get your mind out of the way so that you can experience it. And how you do that is to use the mind as a tool. And the first step to using your mind as a tool is to recognize that you're more than your mind. And when you descend beneath the mind into the heart, that short journey from the mind to the heart measured in inches looks relatively short. But it can take a while to traverse that distance. And so a great shortcut to do this is to be receptive to a higher power and let that higher power move through you. And again, you don't have to believe in anything. All that's required is to quiet your mind, free your mind of thoughts and the societal conditioning and to just embrace the moment for what it is. And what is it? It is mind-blowing. It is amazing. It's ultimate. It's all around you right now, and you can taste it. But again, you don't need to believe. Just receive. It is that powerful. It can reach you no matter where you are in life, no matter what your qualifications. It doesn't matter if you attended university or didn't attend university. It doesn't matter if you work at McDonald's or a Wall Street bank. This is something for everybody to experience. But don't take my word for it. Use the scientific method. See yourself as a scientist and you're getting ready to turn a new chapter of awareness in your life. Now I'm going to take this moment to read what I wrote earlier. But first of all, I know it's been a while since the last podcast. I've been debating online and refining the core principles and philosophy of of what this is and that's why i'm coming to the conclusion that belief is not something that you need more powerful than any belief is inspiration and once you receive that inspiration you don't need to believe because you are in an experience and that's what matters because Experience and inspiration is far superior to belief. The goal in these podcasts is not to make you dependent, but independent. So that you don't need any external guru. You don't need any external teacher. You don't need any external master. It's all about you. It's about becoming free and truly liberated. And the first step in being liberated is to be an individual and the nice thing about truth and ultimate truth is it is the ultimate gateway to individuality it's only through this direct higher truth in my experience and you can confirm that scientifically through your own experimentation and prove this hypothesis to yourself or prove whatever hypothesis feels comfortable for you But the point is, is that anything less than the highest truth is going to be a limitation. Why is that? Because the highest truth is far higher than anything that society can create, any ideology that humans can create. It's beyond 
all of that. It's existed since before the beginning of time and well before the dawn of human civilization. You don't need any modern technology to experience this. You have everything that you need right now. Just the fact that you're able to listen to this. You've got ears at least. But the point is you don't even need this podcast. You can experience this directly through your own efforts in just concentrating the mind and silencing it. And it's important in this process to be gentle on yourself, to befriend your mind. Because if you don't do that, you're going to go to war with your own mind because the mind can be rebellious. Whereas if you befriend the mind and love your mind, it becomes one of the greatest allies to have in your life and a very, very important tool. But I want to take this moment to read what I wrote earlier. To be attached to the real is not a bad kind of attachment. The problem becomes when people have a misconception of what that means. You are that. When you are that, you are not attached because you are everything and nothing can exist without you. And that concludes the written portion. So let's just go into that to be attached to the real. What does that mean with the capital R? Very simply, the real is what lasts. The real is what is free of limitations. It's immortal. It's ultimate. It's all powerful. It's all pervading. When you are able to reach this and experience this, it's like you have become permanently in a state of liberation and that you no longer are susceptible to fear or doubt or worry or anxiety or external desires or anger or negative thoughts. And to be attached to the real is to be attached to your unlimited nature. And that's an issue too, because some people, they get stuck in the idea that they shouldn't be attached to anything. And that's just simply not true. You should be attached to your truest identity of who you are. You've been born on this planet for a reason. There's a sacred nature and a divine purpose for each of us, an important role for you to play. So when you are that, you are not attached because you are everything. Does that mean your mind is everything? No. Does that mean your ego is everything? No. Does that mean your body is everything? No. But within you is that spark of unlimitlessness. And that can be experienced both in your heart and through direct experience with higher truth. And nothing can exist without you. What does that mean? That means that that unlimited nature in you is everything and it's inseparable from everything. And the more you get in touch with that unlimitlessness, you are accessing your deathless self, the part of you that can never die. And that might sound controversial to some of you. It's like, what part of me can never die? Yes. And isn't that a wonderful concept to have? Just the idea that you 
don't need to be afraid of death because there's a part of you that's going to live on. Now, having said that, you're not going to want to go out there and try to end your life early because that is a waste of the sacred body and mind that you've been gifted with. And so the question is, is now that you are in your body and you have your mind, what is the purpose of life? What is the deeper meaning? And those answers, too, are within you. Nobody can tell you the totality of who you are. Nobody. There's only one person that can truly know that, and that is you. I know these days people kind of get stuck on being attached to what other people think of them. And they, in fact, many times defined themselves by how others see them. And that's a completely opposite way to do this. You should never define yourself by the external, but by the internal, by what is within you, that power within that could be dormant for you right now. But it is just waiting to awaken. And if you have feel like you've already wake, awakened, it can become more powerful. You can stoke that spark into a flame. And that flame can become a raging inferno. And that inferno can become a sun shining all the time without end. But don't believe anything that you hear externally. However, is it such a bad idea to believe it when somebody says that you're awesome? To believe it when somebody says that you have a key within you that can end all suffering for yourself while being an inspiration for others? That kind of external influence you should be able to make an exception for yourself and allow yourself to believe that, to believe the good and don't believe the bad. Now, of course, everybody has things to work through, imperfections to perfect and overcome, obstacles to overcome, and that's all part of the process. And we have a choice to look at that process with trepidation and fear of suffering. Or we can look at that as a reason to rejoice and to celebrate and to be heartened by the challenges. Because you know that every adversity you face makes you stronger. And that is especially true when you are allowing a higher force to work through you and to be in symbiosis with you. Not sub, You shouldn't be subservient to anything. You shouldn't need to surrender to anything. You shouldn't need to believe in anything. But to be receptive to inspiration, to be receptive to whatever the universe wants to provide you with, and to not believe anything external Except the good things, right? Except the things that you feel comfortable with. The things that put a smile on your face. Because when you open your heart and you feel that inner joy, that love, 
And when your mind feels that inspiration and that bliss, you know that you have arrived because that is the goal, to have that open heart that can love unconditionally and to have a mind that can never be down, that can never have a bad mood, to always be up and celebrating and having that idealistic perspective. Because when your mind is so charged like that, it also can enhance your feelings of perception so that you can discern the good from the bad so that you won't be manipulated by anybody outside of you into doing things that are not healthy for you or healthy for other people. Now I'm going to start doing podcasts more frequently now because I took a bit of a vacation from doing podcasts and doing some self-reflection and things like that. This is like a puzzle. It's like what can be done to help reach and inspire and awaken as many people as possible. It's like what strategy to do? What is the skillful means necessary to be able to reach this next step of helping others to reach this next level and how that looks like is completely unique to each individual. And that's part of the challenge because nobody is the same. Diversity is wonderful. Everybody has certain paths in life. There's even different sequences to how these spiritual experiences can unfold within you. For example, for one person, it may be important to start with the mind and to get inspiration first. For another person, it might be the heart, to awaken the heart and to, to, to progress that way. For others, maybe the f most important step is to get your mind and body out of that zone of negativity and to try to become more pos uh, positive, to help polarize yourself to the positive. There is a lot of work to, to be done. I mean, society has conditioned you and everybody from childhood to restrict your spontaneity and your positivity and to burden you with bills and pressure for external achievements. And that's all an illusion because when you have the inside worked out, the outside will naturally fall in place rather effortlessly because every company wants to hire a positive person, right? Somebody who is confident and can put smiles on people's faces. This is what's valued by society. But at the same time, it's the same society that spreads out messages of fear and division and puts pressure on you and tells you what you can't do instead of what you can do. They try to define who you are when you are more than anything that they can say that you are. This is Amaboda and feel free also to visit divinity.com for links to some social sites. Until next time, bye-bye.